0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another big weekend of Scottish football. Rangers keep their four-point lead at the top after a 3-1 win at Livingston in Giovanni van Bronckhorst's first league game in charge. Celtic kept up their side of the bargain with another Jota goal and a victory over Aberdeen. Hearts, Dundee, Hibs, the other big winners in the top flight and of course famous cup scalps for the likes of Clyde Bank and Auchinleck Talbot. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Hugh the draw for the fourth round of the Scottish Cup takes place later on tonight. I would like Celtic away for the fan-owned Clyde Bank. That would be like a lottery win. The Bankies were part of a great weekend, but what a week this is. Hibs against Rangers, possible revenge for that cup defeat for Rangers. Celtic versus Hearts heading towards a sellout at Celtic Park. I nearly fainted when Andy Halliday came in today. No Alec Ray, and I saw Andy Halliday coming towards me and I thought, oh, the hatchet man quote I was only kidding <laughs> It's a show that people Have been waiting on The return, <laughs> the the return of Halliday and Hugh The most <laughs> unlikely couple In Scottish <laughs> media ever uh, Okay 01419511025 If you want to get involved With these two Get in between them Pick up the phone And let us know What's on your mind You can tweet us At Clyde SSB Usual Monday night fair There was so much going on At the weekend You must have something On your mind Either your team Gave you a happy weekend Or they gave you a disappointing weekend And there's never a shortage of talking points in between So let's hear from you right now 0141 951 1025 On the phones Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter Back to winning ways Coinciding with your return to the starting 11 Coincidence or Well I mean we've, we've been looking for that antidote We've not kept a clean sheet for a few games Gordon But it seems as if we've got the remedy Get back in at the back <laughs> uh-huh. But no we, listen we've got a goalie to thank for that I think St Mirren started the game really well uh, certainly had the best of the chances in the first half but you know, got got to grips to the, the game in the second half and then probably fully merited the, the victory in the end Uncharted territory this for Andy Halliday he has extra responsibility on oh. a Monday night because you have to pick your result of the weekend I, I don't even need to ask you go no. on, surprise me No, I can't surprise right. you it's as cliched as it gets it was a fabulous Saturday for me to be reunited in Heart and spirit with the old paper hankies And they did a great job on Clyde 2-0 is the result of the weekend Yeah, I can't grudge you that one to be fair You're not allowed to pick hearts though I've put that condition on you So what's your result of the weekend? Well again, I didn't want to follow suit and copy Hugh But I went for Dundee Okay uh, you know it's getting pretty, getting pretty tight <laughs> at the bottom of the table and that added incentive that it was against your mother well and after the, the very good performance you've got to say after the game against Hearts the week before I was I certainly wasn't expecting that one okay I don't mind that either right what about your goal of the weekend I think you had a lot, a lot to choose from because yeah. there were some crackers in the cup and some stunning strikes in the, the top flight as well now I know that Andy's teammate Stephen Kingsley scored an absolutely sensational goal but I liked the goal that won Hibs the game against St Johnston okay. because Scott Allen leaves his man for dead and then has the beautiful vision to pick out Jamie Murphy with a pinpoint pass inside the penalty box and Murphy complimented the pass by scoring the goal. I thought it was a terrific goal. 
Now there were notable mentions For the likes of Joe Rebo Scott Arfield Is there any way on this earth You're not going to go for Stephen Kingsley's free kick No chance I And so. I certainly wasn't going to copy Hugh again By picking a Hibs goal That's for sure <laughs> But Stephen Kingsley Five free kick goals in a season and a half Not a bad return whatsoever Starting to get a reputation for himself As the, the best free kick taker in Scotland As he calls himself But that's got to be the pick of the bunch well, because he, that was, he genuinely calls himself that. I think it was a little bit tongue in cheek but right. listen he's got a, certainly got a claim for it five free kick goals in, in 18 months is, is, is no, a pretty good return and like I said I think that's the one that tops them all because that was inch perfect and the great thing about it is to throw you under the bus you were just telling us before we came on air that he, he's not actually that good at them in training and he just <laughs> no, saves them no, for the big come occasion come on now you can't be spreading the tape of rumours but no, wait, listen I, I'd, I'd, I'd actually go as far as saying that in training they practice them every day and you know he hits some good ones hit some bad ones but when it comes to a game I, I do always fancy him and uh, yeah you always find something to hit the target and if you hit the target you've got a chance and like I said that one was that was nearly perfect. perfect wasn't yeah. it uh, okay then Howler of the weekend to well. introduce Andy to the rules there are no rules as yeah. the, the saying goes you can go for a referee a striker a goalkeeper collective effort whatever you want what's your Howler of this weekend all perfectly summed up by the Livingston boss David Martindale <laughs> The dough balls with the snowballs. That's just because it extended your shift in here nearly. You were just getting bored waiting on the second half kicking ah, off. I saw I that mean, look in your face. Holding up, the Rangers fans holding up a game for eight minutes that could have affected Rangers. Dough balls with snowballs. Imagine how many snowballs he would have been hit with if he'd been there, <laughs> honestly. Uh, a, a target that everyone would go for. Andy Halliday, Howler of the Weekend for you. Well, the reason I didn't pick the, this as the result of the weekend because I kept it for my Howler of the Weekend that has to be Hamilton. Now, all the cup shocks mm. we've seen at the weekend, Championship Hamilton, toppled by Junior Giants, or can like Talbot. And it's been a poor season for Hamilton, you've got to say. That's a, a point off the bottom of the table in the Championship. And toppled by junior side Auchinleck Yeah the Aki's fans I don't think you'd have any complaints At that howler of the weekend shout Pick up the phone please 01419511025 Now is the perfect time to call We're about to get stuck in On the weekend's talking points So what did you make Of your team's performance Rangers fans It's supposed to be a tricky fixture It's the AstroTurf It's often a back to the wall job For Livingston It's always advertised As a really tough fixture It was relatively comfortable In the end Despite that, that spell at the end of the first half So what did you make of it? What tweaks are we starting to see From Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? What stood out for you yesterday? What impressed you? And maybe you are a bit of a, a glass half empty I don't know What were the concerns? Maybe the other end The, the way the goal was conceded A couple of chances uh, For Livy Pick up that phone Celtic fans What about you? Victory against Aberdeen Another goal for Jota Another chance for you to come on And wax lyrical about him uh, James McCarthy played 90 minutes What did you make of his efforts And how are we set up For a massive weekend Split across three nights In the top flight 0141 951 1025 Pick up that phone right now And let us know What is on your mind Let's start hearing from The managers then Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Happy with the quality Of the goals Against Livingston However he feels They should have killed The opponents off earlier We controlled the game We had a great start First 20-25 minutes Scored some two goals you know we uh, we knew the chances would come in that manner you know with Scott um, you know making uh, making his run into the spaces so the first goal was excellent second goal was also really good good uh, positional uh, game from our side and a great shot by by, by Joe so uh, I think after that you know we we, we a little bit lost the intention of, of playing and also the speed of play you know we were a bit sloppy and then of course the the 2-1 uh, Made it, uh, made it a real game, especially in the second half we controlled more, we didn't give any chances away, but 
if you have so much control of the game, you, you, you have to make sure you finish the game as well as early as possible. And I think we kept Livingston uh, too long in, into the game, you know, with the with the header of Sakala, with the corner kick. I think that was uh, for us, uh, you know, a relief because it was 3-1. And after that, we, we kept the ball and didn't give them any chance to um, to play anymore. What did you make of it yesterday, Hugh? I think with just an overall efficiency about Rangers. Uh, the goals were all... Perfect uh, Sakala's goal I know it took a while To come for Rangers The third and decisive goal But what a Tremendous leap And header From Sakala uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Can do no more He's won a European tie Without conceding a goal He's gone forward In the Europa League uh, He has Again Taken care of business In the, the Premiership With his first League match For the club And I think He will want Revenge over Hibs at Easter Road on Wednesday night because he could do nothing to influence the game against Hibs in the Cup at Hamden. He wasn't allowed because of government regulations. He wasn't in possession of a work permit. He couldn't do anything, couldn't go to the dressing room. But now he can influence this one on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, I mean, Andy, it, it does go down as a tough place to go, but I think recent history tells you that Rangers have picked up some wins there Livy hadn't scored many goals against Rangers in recent times That being said, I think some people were still slightly worried about it And it ended up quite comfortable, didn't it? Yeah, it seemed fairly routine uh, I think, you know, you touched on the quality of the goals And I look at the first goal with Scott Arfield I think when you play Livingston with the way they want to play They want the game to be played in front of them They want the tempo to be slow But I think the inclusion of Scott Arfield I, th- I thought was almost a sort of a tactical ploy from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. He wants him to run into the space. He stretched the game as much as possible. And he touched on it. The quality of goals from Rangers was was exceptional. I know there's been a lot of talk since the post-Hibs, shall we say, about the inclusion of Alan McGregor further forward in the season, James Tavernier. But I think the two of them answered their, their call really well at the weekend again. Is that why you wanted to come on earlier this week? So that you could get that out there? <laughs> because last Wednesday you were fielding calls saying, drop McGregor, drop Tavernier. And they've had a bad week between them Yeah, I th- listen, I think any defeat for the old firm I always think it's magnified and, and, and they can always be looked at a disaster And let's be honest, a cup defeat in a semi-final is never great But I think, uh, I thought the the criticism they came under was extremely harsh And like I said, I thought they answered it well uh, Jim is a Rangers fan on the line Funny Andy says that, Jim I was, I was just thinking it myself one week ago One week ago I stood here And it was disaster It was major uh, complaints and frustrations from you Rangers fans How different are you feeling a week on? The, the difference in the team from from last Sunday To this Sunday Is night and day I think if Stephen Gerrard has still been in charge We might not have won on Thursday or yesterday Perhaps, so perhaps Hugh um, uh, what, what, what makes you say that Jim? Just the, the general way Rangers have been playing Over since the start of the season Losing goals that they didn't lose last season. But my, 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 my main point was, when are we getting VAR in Scotland? Oh, right. That's the two very different points. Let's deal with them separately. I'm more than happy to, to take that well, in, a, uh, in a second. But uh, I, I thought the, Jim covered some good ground on Rangers first. As the legal fraternity would say, to say that Stephen Gerrard would not have beaten Sparta Prague and or Livingston mm. is supposition. Uh, and for me, Stephen Gerrard's gone. It's over. And Rangers have got themselves a very fine manager With a high profile and an excellent backstory uh, So, you know, Stephen Gerrard is now Villa And what he would or would not have done uh, against Sparta Prague and Livingston is academic 
Uh, I mean, Andy, yeah. What I don't know. If they're never, we'll never be able to prove it. But what what difference have you seen in a week? Well, since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has came in, uh, what Rangers have done is they've broke six consecutive games with conceding the first goal. And listen, I think that's hard to do at any football club, never mind Rangers. And uh, what we've seen is a difference in the last two games is a real increased tempo at the start of games. I think Sparta Prague started the game really well, got the early goal. And at Livingston, again, two goals inside the first 15 minutes. And I feel you've got to say you fear for Livingston when that happens because their game plan was to sit in for straight. And when you can see two goals after 15, that's all out the window. But to be fair to them, they came back into the game. And then I thought Rangers controlled it really well in the last 20 30 to, to see it out. You were part of a Rangers team that. Worked in a very specific way we, Apart from minor tweaks We didn't really see Stephen no. Gerrard and Michael Beale change anything Let's be honest Over the three and a half years that they were here What's changed now? Width It's probably the main one I think you can see um, Sort of tweaking the shape Where it looks as if it's more of a 4-2-3-1 I think Ryan Kent and, and Yanis Hadji Sort of hugging that touchline And and uh, the spaces for Joe Aribo And the likes of Scott Arfield To run in behind And co- uh, cause havoc We've seen that over the last couple of games I don't think there's been You know Huge changes in terms of the shape I still think it's pretty flexible In the way they play And listen The one thing I said about that If, if they do go with their wingers Being high and wide What does that mean For the likes of Borna Barisic And James Tavenier Do they have the same Sort of production levels That they have But James Tavenier Again to, to assist at the weekend So it doesn't seem mm. as, if it's, as if it's Affecting them that much Now Jim I'll be honest I just didn't expect A VAR call tonight Not because It's not an important topic um, But I just wonder What it is that that's brought it to your attention this evening. Just just before Livingston scored, one of the defenders passed the ball back to the keeper. He caught it with both hands, realised what he did, dropped it like a hot potato and booted it away. That should have been an indirect key kick right away. Well, then, I'm not sure. It's not, it's not one I remember, I must admit. Would VR even look at that? Oh, indirect free kicks I think they potentially would If they, mm. they, they deem it as a deliberate back pass Because uh, I do think they go into the phase of play That leads up to the goal But I've got to say Jam I've got to be honest If if that was the case You've you've got better vision than me Because I, I actually didn't notice that during the game uh, I've made plenty of comments On whether I'd like the inclusion of VAR in Scottish football None uh, Sorry some that's, that's not quite popular But I can certainly see the pros and cons I think it's taking nitpicking to uh, a very high level I mean, praise for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Praise for I think the it was goal a, scorers I think, was it maybe a tackle though that went back? Remember, it has to be deliberate I must admit, I did not expect to be arguing over a, a back pass no, um, There was so much that was praiseworthy about Rangers' performance As Andy said, you know, they've broken the habit of conceding the first goal I just have no mm. recollection of that moment at all And also, yeah, for accuracy If you remember, VR does check goals, penalties, red cards and mistaken identity So I'm not sure if... That would be covered anyway And I, I, I must admit We're now going Way off on a tangent It was nice to speak to you Jim 01419511025 Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu Celtic fans Might be a nice chance for you To get involved And tell us what you made of it yesterday He's delighted With the efforts of his players Against Aberdeen Following that tough trip to Germany And he says they earned The good fortune that led To Callum McGregor's winning goal Really pleased because um, Yeah after, especially after Thursday night The players You know put in a lot physically, emotionally, um, you know, we were disappointed with the outcome and a couple of days later we knew we'd have to pick it up and, and I thought our energy was really good at the start of the game and, and we really put some pressure on, we scored our goal, you know, they got the penalty which brought them into the game a little bit but then second half I just thought we, we went to another level in terms of just our, you know, our energy, our relentlessness to chase balls down to, and it's really important because I know how difficult that is to do 
physically and, and, and mentally after you know a big night midweek and um, really pleased with the players with the rewards. I don't know about luck. I mean, you put yourself in those situations often enough, then um, you know they cleared a couple off the line, we hit the post. Is that unlucky? I don't know. So um, at the end, I think it was deserved. Important win for Celtic on the back of that Leverkusen game, Hugh. Without doubt, you know they had a difficult game against Leverkusen, and the disappointment must have been severe. Uh, there was, as Ange Postecoglou said, a lot of energy for me. There wasn't a lot of invention. Uh, I thought the second half uh, was a bit of a slog in terms of invention and creating chances. It doesn't bother me, and it certainly won't bother Ange Postecoglou that the Johnny Hayes tried a clearance and it came off the base of Callum McGregor's foot. If you're pressing and you get a break in that direction. Fine, but Celtic dominated the match and Aberdeen were never in any danger of taking anything away. Yeah, Matthew tweeted in to say goal of the week, what about Callum McGregor's? He does include a couple of laughing faces. I think it's tongue in cheek. Um, You know, they all count as the saying goes, Andy. I think we spoke quite a few times this season about Celtic having 25 shots, 20 shots, 30 shots, but not quite matching that with the amount of goals that fly in the back of the net and listen if you take shots it only takes a deflection it, it can take a ricochet off of the, the bottom of someone's foot and I do agree I do think they earned that fortune but listen as much as it was yeah there was an element of luck you've got to praise Callum McGregor because he doesn't give up on the chance he doesn't think it's gone he goes to chase the block down and, and like he says when it hits his foot it can go anywhere but you know fortunate enough for Celtic to hit the back of the net I mean you in one hand it's early in the season but is it ever really early in, in the season here you know when when Celtic have to play second or whoever plays second and mm. you see Rangers go to let's be honest the way the psychology works here I reckon lots of Celtic fans thought maybe Livy could take something certainly hoped that they would you see Rangers win you see the lead stretch to seven you then play Aberdeen in the afternoon it does go to, to one all for, for a spell you're, you're never away from the pressure here so is that no. is that what makes it a significant win? Yeah it does because if you don't get all three points a draw is looked upon as a real setback, a defeat, and we'd be wall-to-wall Celtic callers tonight. We always at this stage of the season play the game of not taking one game at a time. You look at the Aberdeen game... No time for that. Managers can say yeah. that all they and want. And I certainly don't have time for that. So, <laughs> uh, you know, the, you look ahead and think Celtic hearts, uh, you know, the, uh, another huge game for Celtic and... Who knows what happens to Rangers at Hibs the night before. Another warm welcome for Halliday. Correct. And then Celtic go to Dundee United on Sunday. Dundee United were already drawn against Celtic at Celtic Park and were unfortunate not to win there. Rangers have a home game against Dundee. Right now, that's top versus second bottom. And you think, that looks a fairly comfortable one for Rangers. So we're all playing that game of not taking one game at a time, but that's what we're all about here. There are players eventually, you know, go on runs... And they, they come into our game and they, they do things that mean they don't stay out of the conversation every week. We, we talk about Jota sometimes twice a week because he just seems to be producing all the time. I think that's him up to uh, is it eight goals in 17 games. Yeah, I think it's six and six. Is that correct? The last six games. It's starting to look to me that if Jota clicks, Celtic click. It seems as if he's a real key man at Celtic right now. And, and you know, we spent so much of the early season talking about Kyogo and rightly so. We, you know, the goals return that he had, his movement and, and what he was bringing to the Celtic team pressing from the front. But I think Jota just seems seems something different. He's a type of player that you don't often see in Scottish football. You 
know, we, we talk about the, the proverbial bums off seats with, mm-hmm. with, with football fans and I think he's certainly doing that at, at Celtic Park right now OK we're on Twitter as well here's an interesting one from Mr RFK who's a Celtic fan but is calling yesterday's performance worrying for him he says he understands Ange needs to change the players but a Jetty Johnson not good enough January's a huge window Need to keep winning And keep the pressure on the leaders But what do you think? Call 1419511025 If you call right now You could be on next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard You've got Hugh Keevans And Andy Halliday in the building It's the usual number to get in touch or you can tweet at Clyde SSB James Williams is on He says Rangers scored three brilliant goals yesterday For me, if Gerrard's still in charge Arriba looks for another pass rather than shooting Rangers seem to be a bit more direct now uh, You can pick up the phone and get your thoughts in Connor has done just that He's a Celtic fan from Falkirk What did you take away from yesterday, Connor? Uh, I was quite impressed with Celtic yesterday, actually um, Hi, I hope you are well, by the way Thank you Um I, I was I was talking to a producer and I was saying the game yesterday, um, they, like that's the kind of games last season Celtic would have dropped points in, you know, like it's. But this season, it's, it's just it just feels completely different. I mean, we tend to fight right at the end and dig these kind of the kind of three points out that we that we should be really winning, um, especially at home. Um, but it just feels totally different. Like when I was watching the game yesterday, I, I got to I think the. Celtic uh, scored the second one quite late on, uh, certainly late in the second half anyway. Um, and I, I was through the game I was watching, and I wasn't really paranoid or scared that we weren't going to score that single because this season I feel like I've, I've got a lot more confidence in the team, especially the way Andrew got them playing. You know, I, I just I feel totally different, and I don't think that's just down to Ange and the players. I think that's down to having the fans back as well because last season obviously the fans weren't there, and it just feels like that the players feed off the fans. More than them, do you know what I mean? And when the fans are right behind them, it seems that we can dig these three points out. Hugh, football is a, a complex game at times, but there is a simple side to it all. If you can convince your fans that oh. that you're doing the right thing and you can make your fans believe that you're going to win games, then you're obviously doing something right. It's not a tangible thing; you can't you can't measure it. But Connor's telling you, just as a Celtic fan, the feeling he gets in his gut off this team compared to last season. I don't worry, we'll go on and. Go on and win that one Ange Postacoglu When he played Andy's team uh, In the first league game Of the season Lost at Tynecastle Previous to that He had lost to FC Mitchelland In the Champions League Qualifiers And you feared For him And for Celtic The job he's done In the four months Since then uh, Has been outstanding um, Now he needs To get more players in I, I felt yesterday That Kyogo Would have been Off the park Earlier and getting a rest for the Hearts game on Thursday night Except that Celtic don't have a, a replacement A suitable replacement on the bench Ayeti was brought on with a minute and a half to go uh, Which is just about long enough uh, And th- there's a lack of strength on the bench for Celtic Whereas uh, I think Rangers will get a stronger squad Now Celtic have to address that situation in January I, I did feel yesterday as I say The energy was there the commitment was there Callum McGregor And the, the, the goal that he scored And the reaction to it You know He's he definitely a good replacement As captain uh, For Scott Brown But for me They were short on invention uh, And I understand That that might have been a reaction To Bayer Leverkusen Travelling and all the rest of it 
Uh, I think Celtic would need I think they were though I mean Jota hit the post Which you on air yesterday Said that you know He should have scored He was yeah. pretty much through A clear sight at goal I just felt was, was it lacking Compared to other games I mean when, when the Hearts came to Celtic Park In, in the, the Premier Sports Cup uh, You know Celtic were All over them They've been all over St Mirren and Dundee Scored 12 goals In those two games But it wasn't that Kind of performance yesterday I'm not saying That it was a bad performance I'm just saying that on a scale of 1 to 10 It wasn't as high As mm. other performances That Ange Postacoglu Has got out of his players He's a hard man to please Connor, But that's alright That's why we love him I think <laughs> Yeah he's brilliant um, The second point I want to make um, If that's alright um, Is the penalty That was awarded to Aberdeen now, I was watching uh, Later on at night I was watching sports scene And uh, Andy's pal Kenny Kenny Miller On the uh, sports scene He said that Abada Didn't uh, initiate the contact with Aberdeen player, but the Aberdeen player did initiate the contact in the and then they say, and then they went on to say that is a penalty. How can that be a penalty if, if the attacker initiates the contact? I mean, Abada, you can clearly see that Abada moves, like, moves, he swings in for it, and then he stops, and then the Aberdeen player kicks Abada's leg. I mean, that surely that's not a penalty. Yeah, do you know what's funny, Connor? When you said Andy's pal, I thought you were going to say Kevin Clancy, and I, <laughs> I could not wait for the next section of this show. He almost got, he would have got himself a ten match SFA ban if I'd let him answer that one. I think. Um, what did, what did you make of that penalty yesterday? We had a bit of a debate about it in the show. In fact, it wasn't a debate. All the guys thought it was soft. Yeah, well, he, he, he took the words of what I've described the penalty. I've got it as a soft penalty. And the reason was is because I do feel as if David Bates was the one that initiated the contact. And I said that about the week before uh, regarding the, the penalty in the, 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 the semi-final when Stephen Davis and Martin Boyle, I thought Martin Boyle was the one that initiated the contact. At first glance, I thought it was a penalty. But then when you see the replay, yeah, for me, I think it... David Bates was, was trying to be a bit clever Left his leg dangling And initiated the contact with Abada So for me it was it was very soft So in, in, I'm always reluctant to compare incidents Because it, it can be difficult There's always a subtle difference But if Connor's talking about in general Initiating contact You didn't think Stephen Davis should have been penalised last week And same Same, same outcome for this week Yeah I don't, I don't yeah. think a penalties Hugh I'm trying to remember You didn't think it was a penalty either or no, Have no, you changed no. your mind seeing it no, back? No no I haven't uh, The referee bought it uh, But Here's the frustrating thing about referees when Just one thing <laughs> The best one I could think of In a hurry uh, Kevin Clancy The same referee At Celtic Park Earlier this season 1-1 Dundee United Nicky Clark Down I think it was Carter Vickers Who leans on him It is a stone wall penalty And it is not given and I'll tell you why I don't like comparing incidents You've just you've just set me up beautifully Because now what we're going to do Is hear people saying Ah, but Starfelt Starfelt was injured in the lead up to that And all of a sudden we're now arguing about Whether Starfelt should have had a free kick 20 yards from goal Two months ago So that's why comparing incidents Never gets I, I, us anywhere Listen, I do agree with you And I must say I'm not one to, to back up referees much as you, you've probably noticed on the pitch but <laughs> I think when you watch it live in full view and, 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 no, as we always say referees don't get the beauty of watching TV replays I do think it looks like a penalty in full flow but that's the reason they're paid to be referees yeah. they should be able to spot what we can Yeah. final word to you Connor. big big week coming up the big games just come thick and fast don't they? aye it's going to be a huge week um, hearts at home um, it's, it's, a, it's going to be a big game but I think the boys will go out and they'll look to Exact revenge for the very start of the season, and uh, like I said, with this group of players, they've got the, the form they've hit the new. I mean, I, I feel sorry for Hearts. I make sure you're nice to Andy if you go along. He's really worried about it. Oh one four one nine five one at one zero two five on the phones. <laughs> Did you catch that line right at the end there? 
I feel sorry for Hearts yeah. Connor said No I know Listen It's never easy to go to Glasgow And get results But I think that's always The sign of a good team yeah. So it's, it's a, a boy, It's, it's a, a challenge from, It's a boy from Govan <laughs> uh, Let's hear a bit more From the Rangers manager Still a lot of interesting stuff to hear Between now and 8 o'clock He says It was important They got off to a quick start yesterday And he's seeing positive signs That they can build on going forward If you go to um, To these games You know Away in Livingston It can be very hard Because they're very physical You know And they give They gave a lot of long balls So Today was important to start well And to uh, Defend also the The second ball really good and I think we did it. Only time we got exposed was with the goal they, they scored. But overall, you know, it's been a really good um, performance from the, from the team. Of course, you know, we will always have uh, departments uh, in our game. We can we can improve, but uh, we will uh, we will do that. And if you keep uh, if you keep playing games like this, you know, last Thursday against uh, Prague, today also was a very confident display we we showed. So that also gives confidence to the players and uh, now we have two, uh, two more days to prepare for hips on, on Wednesday. So it's another uh, steps we can, we can take in our, uh, in our game. David is a Rangers fan. Next up, how would you sum up yesterday, David? Uh, pretty comfortable. I think uh, you were worried initially because it's obviously tough at Livingston, but I thought they'd done really well. I think uh, the goals, the quality of goals were, was fantastic. And I, I like the... Um, the consistency in the team selection as well as only one change, wasn't it? Davis and Arfield, that was it. Yep. I don't know if that's something that Gio's going to do. I don't know if he's going to... It'll be interesting to see what the team picks against Hibs. Yeah, what have you made of the personnel, Andy? Because, as we mentioned last week, we're on a drop Tavernier, drop McGregor, drop Goldson, and actually, for the European game, it was kind of one change because you know, Balogun had to... Come out. He was he was injured, so it was only really the Hadji in for Arfield, was it, yep. on, on Thursday, and then just the one change again. Um, what have you been reading into the personnel that's been used? I mean, I think I didn't. I, I touched on it. I don't, I don't think there was going to be wholesale changes when he came in the door. I think he was going to give the bulk of the players an opportunity. Like I said, for the boys that don't play, I think it's always going to be a clean slate with a new manager. See how it goes in training, try and impress, and see if you can force your way in the in the plans, and then. You know, like David touched on only one change yesterday and I do, feel, I do feel as if that was a tactical ploy I think with Steve Davis and Glenn Kamara did they feel as if they had to go with two more naturally sen- centre defensive midfielders because one thing Scott Arfield does when he brings you into the team is he stretches a play he runs in behind uh, Alfredo Morelos and that creates space for the likes of Joe Aribo Yanis Hadji and, uh, and Ryan Kent and that was that was obviously displayed to perfection in the first goal and, mm. and like I said when you play against Livingston and Marvin Bartley's told us first of hand when they go and play Celtic at Parkhead they want to keep it now, now, as long as possible, frustrate, and as as the long as long as the game goes by, try and get a set piece, try and nick that goal. But we're we're Rangers starting extremely well, like like uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said in his press conference, it, it led to a fairly routine performance by Rangers, uh, by Rangers. Psychologically, Hugh, what what difference do you think these fast starts have made? Because everyone's been understandably obsessed with the stat that Rangers fell behind six games in oh. a row. I don't even know how you do that. At any le- you know, you think by accident it wouldn't happen that the law of averages would catch up on you. Now, of course, it didn't always damage them. They came back and scored six at Fir Park, for instance. But but just just to change that and, and just stop it being a a thing, a talking point, and actually do the opposite, score quickly. How important I'm, do you think I'm that becoming is? Becoming more and more interested in the fans' mindset here because the first caller tonight, uh, Jim, who's a Rangers supporter, said if Gerard had still been there, Ariba wouldn't have taken that shot on. Of course, he would. You know, he had a perfect opportunity. He struck it beautifully. Uh, 
I think that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has come in As I say, this is a guy with a, a terrific backstory As player and manager And this is a very shrewd appointment by Rangers The players are responding to him He makes one change yesterday Brings in Arfield And Arfield immediately vindicates team selection By scoring a very good first goal This is a guy who in his own right is a very good manager Has his own ideas And players are responding it, to him Is that not the point? I think fans are just suggesting That they're seeing the ideas Andy you will know for sure Having been in there This was something that A few of the guys thought yesterday James, Was it James Tavernier Who gets the ball for Scott Arfield's He set up Scott Arfield's yeah, goal yeah. yeah the ball over the top When he gets that ball Under Stephen Gerrard Does it go where it went yesterday And does Scott Arfield go Where he went yesterday yeah, yeah, I think, think so because so, I think when Scott Arfield plays, that's you know that's what he brings to the team. I think he always done that, and I, I, I touched on it last year. I do think there was a lot more direct play in in Rangers build up. We so maybe we haven't seen it as often this season then. Maybe not. Maybe not quite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but to be honest, I think a lot of that was down to the exclusion of Ryan Kent through his injury because I think that's something that he often does is, is running behind and, and trying to stretch the game as much as possible. Uh, David, what's next then? You know what? As much as I'm sure you're happy, what does the new manager have to improve on what, what's the next step I was the reason for my call was that it was a question I was going to put to you is it was do you think um, the loanees should come back do you think Katic Itton uh, Middleton do you think they should get an opportunity to, to strengthen the squad or would they strengthen the squad hmm. Andy what, what do you think Katic is one I keep hearing uh, for obvious reasons I think there have been ropey moments at the back and there's, there is a there's an option I'm sure in January yeah I, I mean I think Katic is probably the most likely out of the three I think you look at Cedric and um, I think they've, they've got three natural strikers there now Fredo Morelos Kamal Roof and, and, and Fashion Sakala four so now I think you'll find oh Jermaine Defoe now yeah, confirmed today player. that Jermaine Defoe is a player and a player only yeah yeah that's right so four so I, I do think it will it doesn't make a lot of sense to bring him back when he's playing every week in the Bundesliga. Uh, but Nico Katic is certainly one that mm. that's interesting because you know before he's before his injury he was he was uh, you know he's, he played quite a lot of games under Steven Gerrard. He, he was he was promising. He had a lot of crucial goals as well because he's always been a threat for set pieces. And he's went over to Croatia. I must say I've not heard too much reports on how he's getting on. But first thing, uh, first of all, I know how how good a player he is and how good a defender he is. And if he was in the squad just now, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll be competing for a place There is a recall option on them all David uh, As far as I know Someone can correct me if I'm wrong Which is entirely possible Do you What What is it that, that sparks this thought? Is it because you're seeing things at the back in particular That are still worrying you? I just No I think it's It's clean slate for everybody as well isn't it? It's obviously um, They were out on loan Because maybe it didn't fit With the previous management And it's About coming in Seeing what they're like With the rest of the players um, Would they strengthen the squad? I don't know, it was just a, just a point really wanted to go over. That's a good one, I don't mind that at all. Let's leave it there because there's something even more important than recalling loan options that I want to talk to you about. Cash for Kids, Mission Christmas. We have an unbelievable prize for you to win and you'll be making a difference to local children in Glasgow and the West at the same time. It is the ultimate win-win situation. Thanks to Arnold Clark, we've got a brand new car to be won. It's a 71-plate mini electric in midnight black. It looks fantastic, completely wasted on you, of course, because you can't drive. But think whoever wins it would be able to give you a lift home from the studio, in theory. So, Well, I'm about to ask Andy Halliday that question, so... <laughs> <laughs> He's saying it publicly so that you can't say no uh, Now is the time to make the switch to electric vehicles Lots of people getting on that after COP26 
There are now two and a half thousand charging points across Scotland. You can make a difference to the lives of children here in Glasgow in the West and make a positive impact on the environment. I'm telling you, win-win all round. For your chance to win, here's what you have to do. Text MINI to 84901. That's MINI to 84901. It could not be simpler. The text costs one standard network message rate plus a voluntary £5 donation. So you're given £5 to help children on your doorstep that need it and you might win yourself a mini Like I said, win-win You can help battle holiday hunger Make a difference with that £5 donation Especially just before Christmas The entries close at 6pm On Saturday the 4th of December Full terms and online conditions uh, Head to Clyde1.com That's text mini to 84901 to enter Good luck 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde1 Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans. Honestly, we need to start broadcasting the breaks in here because yeah, you two have already said yeah. you're a you're an unlikely duo in here on a Monday night. And Andy Halliday's just full of surprises. He spent the break looking to buy a Hornby train yeah, set yeah. Uh, online. Hugh Keevans. There are things that I just never thought he would be into, and that's definitely one of them. But I well, love I love to be surprised. I'm thinking to myself when you said to me Andy Halliday's coming, and I thought, oh, I'm dressed in blue. That's fine. And I look at him; he's dressed in green. He's, he's, worn, he's worn that green and white hooped jumper Thinking no one would see it on the radio And you've just, you've just outed him No, no But do you know what I love? Can you imagine what the Hibs I, fans are going to think of I that? I really hope that the missus isn't listening Because you've just gave away my first present for Stock Sunday As oh. I told you about Are you joking me? After you found out the price You ruled it out very ah, quickly true. That's, that's very true Sorry if you're listening my fault. <laughs> 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB If you want to send your kindest regards Or Christmas present recommendations to Hugh and Andy, that's where you can get in touch. Let's bring in Ali, who's a Celtic fan from Cumbernauld. What are you making of your team at the moment, Ali? What did you think about yesterday? Uh, I was at the game and it was it was brilliant. It, well, it was brilliant to a point. It was, I think, the way Celtic set out is the way Celtic are playing all season. They're quite high pressing, attacking, and creating chances here, there. But they were. Letting a lot of chances go as well It was quite poor in front of goal I think sometimes uh, But the same My my point was going to come on about um, Angie's f- uh, philosophy really if, I don't know if he's listened to the Open Goal pod- uh, podcast they've done I've, I've um, heard of that um, I'll run it past Andy and Hugh And see if they've ever heard of it as well Andy, <laughs> any ideas? Oh, I think, I, I think I'm familiar, yeah, yeah. Hugh's uh, had a couple of mentions actually I don't know if he's heard them Yeah he's getting a tight on there I've heard actually uh, Anyway what what, what, in pro- <laughs> what He doesn't know how to work podcasts though, That's the problem There's no change there um, then <laughs> what, what in particular Ali is um, Jumping out for you Well I just feel that When he was talking in that interview About how his, he wants this style of play He'd be very attacking And just attack 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 And you see it with Kyogo How much he presses the defenders And you spoke about it yesterday It's just how he never gives the defenders a minute. Whereas that that's all good, but I feel like whenever a team seems to break on us or press on us, they seem to get something out of it. I don't know if it's just in terms of quality that we have at the back or the way they're set up. It just feels like every time someone's breaking on us, they'll they'll get to the eighteen yard box, they'll get some of it's it's quite easy for a team to break through, especially you've seen it against Leverkusen, mm-hmm. how we just Fell apart Yeah I was going to say Is this more of a general point Alan, And not about yesterday Because from my memory Aberdeen created Very little yesterday Didn't they? Uh, they They created very little But Whenever they did seem to go up They were getting there They were, they were breaking through they were Maybe not creating anything From getting up But It was quite easy for them To get out wide with the ball How very little they did do it But I just felt 
even just in all the games I've watched with Celtic, as a general point, yeah. it seems too easy for teams to get through. I think Ali answers his own question. There is not sufficient quality at the back. I do understand it's a collective, and Kyogo is the first defender, and all of that. However, there's insufficient quality on an individual basis at the back, and that's why Celtic um, lose goals. Uh, Ange Postecoglou's philosophy: you cannot. Criticise a man who says I refuse to compromise my principles However On the other side of the coin There is sometimes a price to be Mm. paid For not compromising your principles And in a results driven business Ange is the fans favourite They love him But If there are too many setbacks Mm. Then they will demand that he compromise his principles The thing I'm wondering about this Andy though is How much is there a Almost a confirmation bias, if you like, where it's become a thing that Ange Postacoglu favours attacking, and people are then assuming that he doesn't, um, you know, care about defending as much. And then every time Celtic concede, the spotlight goes on it again. Now they've still got the best defensive record in mm-hmm. in the Premiership. So how do we keep talking about how supposedly poor Celtic are when they've conceded the fewest amount of goals in the Premiership? How does that happen? Yeah, but that's domestically. Europa League they've conceded mm. the most amount of goals in the group stage so I, listen I do agree with you I think um, I, I admire his philosophy I think uh, when you're when you're part of a Celtic team that dominates possession in 99% of, of games domestically I think it's obviously prioritising and attacking but that's not to say he doesn't he doesn't care about defending because Ali quite rightly pointed out Kyogo's starting a high press for Celtic that's a form of defending that's out of possession but like Hugh says when you play against better opposition in Europa League and you're holding on mm-hmm. to a, a 2-1 league in Leverkus, uh, Leverkus you're holding on to a 2-0 lead at Real Betis that's the time where maybe I, a bit mm-hmm. more I admire him Andy before the Bayer Leverkusen game he said we will attack we'll, we'll play it the way I play it and quite rightly so because they yeah. had to win the game but he said what would I learn if uh, we were tentative defensive he said I would learn that we are inferior to Bayer Leverkusen so I'm going to take the game to them to see how much improvement we have shown. I think that is terrific. In our environment, however, mm. there will come a point where unless you're winning things and not losing too many matches, there will mm-hmm. come a point when your philosophy is called into that, question. But, that, but that, that's my point. Of course they've not won anything yet. In fact, they're four points behind. But you said in our environment, they're much more likely to be judged on what they on what trophies they win or don't win domestically uh-huh. than they are how many goals they concede against Bayer Leverkusen. So worth repeating, whilst they've got the best defensive record in the league, that's not me saying they're exempt from criticism, far no. from it, but the level of criticism, the amount of airtime and column inches dedicated to the weaknesses of the stingiest defence in the league, I'm just the, I'm trying to figure out how that adds up. The only way I can answer your question, Gordon, is to say that we're fifteen games in. So far as the league is concerned When we're 25 games in We'll see how things yeah. stand then Fair enough. And also in the month of December There is a cup final And if the cup mm. final is not won Celtic and Rangers mm. fans Assume that when they're playing In the cup final yep. Regardless of the opposition They assume yep. that they should win that but cup again, final Again that does kind of come back to my point Celtic will lose more football games They will But it's not always going to be Because the manager has a ropey philosophy That's the point I'm trying to get at now, it now seems every goal they concede Or every game they lose We need to talk about Ange's philosophy Teams just lose football games Yeah And and to be honest Reflecting on the game yesterday 
they, they restricted Aberdeen to very very little I think the only two real chances except for Watkins having a shot from 25-30 yards out other than that it was two set pieces one of them a second phase that leads to a penalty the other one obviously Lewis Ferguson's header that Abada clears off the line so I actually think the Dundee game aside domestically they defended very well for, for a number of games now and I think that reflects in the fact that they've won 9 of the last 11 the only two uh, obviously being the Livingston 0-0 with a keeper clean sheet and the other one being the Leverkusen game away where they have to like you says, go out and, and try and win the game so I do think their, their defensive record certainly improved if for the Celtic first few games If Celtic won the two games against Livingston rather than dropping five points in those two games they'd be top of the league so sometimes you 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 have to question uh, what goes on but I repeat when he lost to Hearts at Tynecastle uh, I think on the 31st of July you were thinking this man's got a hard shift but he has carried out a terrific job uh, however mm. he needs to keep going Ali you've certainly stirred up a good debate I think that's the first time we've had the pleasure of your company will you do it again sometime? I uh, certainly will good man it was nice to hear you Ali and Cumbernauld Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Nice balance this In one corner We've got Beat the Pundit Royalty Very rarely loses In the other corner We've got Beat the Pundit What would uh, the opposite be? Peasantry? Does that work? I don't know Ragamuffin yeah, Something like that But The only pundit to win last week That is true And I now feel bad For criticising you Because four Horrific performances From the pundits last week Saved only By Hugh Keevans on Friday The only man was Path Marks Let's see what week we have in store for us starting on Monday 01419511025 The lines close at 7 So if you want to beat the pundit You have to call right now Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Played one super scoreboard Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 to get in touch It's been a lively start to the show Looking back on Sunday's action in the Premiership, lots being said about what changes Rangers fans are witnessing from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. We've had people calling for Nikola Katic to come back from his loan, Ange Postacoglu and his Celtic team getting praised and questioned at the same time, as is always the way here. So keep your calls coming in. We'll do plenty more of that and perhaps look back at some of the week's biggest cup scalps after we do this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Disastrous week for the Pundits last week. They lost Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Hugh Keevan's victory on Friday was a mere consolation and fair play to him for it, but still we gave away four signed balls. Producer Callum's panicking. The expenses are taking a hit. Let's see if these two can rescue something tonight against Joe from Glasgow. How's it going, Joe? How you doing? How you doing, guys? Sorry, it's George rather than Joe. Honestly, Joe. No, I, I don't know how we made that mistake. What I think we did pick up though when the producer was because they're very nosy. They like to find out a bit about you, and yours is a real heartbreaking tale, George. This is why I secretly do hope you win. You're picking your wife and daughter up from the airport because they've been in the sunshine in Tenerife, but you couldn't get any time off. Aye, that's it. Unfortunately, no holidays left, so I'm doing away sunning themselves, and I was stuck with the dogs. That is huh. that is devastating, Hugh Evans. Well, I don't know You get time to yourself No, no, no Have you seen the weather? Think how cold you were At the Clyde Bank game I'll at the weekend never forget it As good as it was You would have swapped it For the beach in Tenerife 
No Told me he needed a ball of ice cream to warm up <laughs> Honestly <laughs> You should have heard him I thought I thought it was might be the last time We were going to hear from him on Super Scoreboard He sounded that cold Anyway George uh, This might cheer you up If we can get you a victory Tonight Have you ever played before? Hey, I have not No I've listened to it loads of times But this is the first time I've been on I notice you're a Celtic fan So I'll, I'll give you a hypothetical choice You can either win On Beat the Pundit tonight Or you lose And then Your team wins On Wednesday And on Thursday, sorry, and Halliday scores an own goal. What would your preferred choice be? Oh, B. I thought you might say that. <laughs> anyway, well, you never know. You might get one over on them nice and early. Heads it is Hugh, Tails it's Andy. And it is, it's Andy. Tails up against George from Glasgow. Let's give Andy some Clyde 2 to listen to so that he doesn't know what we are saying. George, 30 seconds. You are head to head with Andy and you can pass. Anything else you need to know? Nope, that's ideal Cheers mate Good man, 30 seconds on that clock And your time starts now Name any club Giovanni Van Bronckhurst managed before Rangers Feyenoord Who's currently number 11 for Celtic? Uh, Badder Name the only Scottish top flight side who won away from home on Saturday Pass Which Scottish top flight side has the most clean sheets with 7? Celtic Who's been announced as Man United's interim manager? Uh, Ralph Ranyuk Name any player sent off at the weekend Pass Okay, let's bring Andy back Andy, can you hear us? Yes Same set of questions to you Uh, Don't be under pressure now That you're with with Hugh tonight It's a certain level of it I I know he's bad at beat the pundit But he's still the godfather of Super Scoreboard So you need to, to put on a performance 30 seconds, you ready? Yep Name any club Giovanni Van Bronckhurst managed before Rangers Why not Who's number 11 for Celtic Abada The only Scottish top flight side who won away from home on Saturday Pass Which Scottish top flight side has the most clean sheets with seven Celtic Who's announced as Man United's interim manager Ralph Ranyuk Name any player sent off at the weekend Shaughnessy Which Scottish top flight club have a panda as their mascot It's a man how many spells did James McFadden have as a Motherwell player? Two. I can't believe that Hibs one. <laughs> Deliberately. Didn't want to give ah, Hibs exactly, credit, honestly. Exactly, Gordon. Typical uh, from you Harps players. Uh, George, how do you think it went? Oh, I think it done me at the end there, unfortunately. Think so? Just getting through more questions. Um, that can happen. Let's find out. You got off to a good start. You both knew Feyenoord. Uh, you both knew Abada. For number 11 I was surprised at you because you had a teaser on squad numbers and you're not very good at but it. But that's why I got it. Ah. <sighs> We've given him it previously uh, To all The only Scottish top flight side Who won away at the weekend Was Hibs But Andy deliberately didn't see it Because he doesn't want to give them credit <laughs> Disgraceful And still to all The most clean sheets with seven You both went Celtic obviously It was that, Dundee United Is it yeah. yeah So Well seen producer Callum Had to throw that one in uh, Ralph Ranick, so you both Still level Both got it Any player to be sent off at the weekend You had the choice of Harry Clark Craig Bryson or Joe Shaughnessy I mean it was against Andy's team George I should have taken that one out Too easy for him And the top flight club with the Panda Is St Mirren You even had time to get James McFadden wrong It's three spells uh, So that's one, two, three, four, five For Andy And a three for you George I actually thought that was not a bad attempt at all George Just fell a little bit short Hard lines That's no bother so Well done Andy, well done uh, Well done George Good, Hopefully you don't get B as well Ah well here's home <laughs> When Halliday rattles one in Off the underside of his own bar On Thursday night You'll have the last laugh George Hope the wife and daughter Enjoyed their holiday uh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest That was George in Glasgow 
102. What a song that was, you. Oh, uh, listen. Sorry. Halliday, oh, what what a song. Halliday saw himself. It was a disco floor filler, as we used to know them. What was it? He saw, if I can't have you, I don't want nobody, baby. He saw himself underneath the glitter ball with oh, with the John Travolta suit on. He saw himself. He was there. He was in the moment. Honestly, I, I seen I seen the Hugh Keevan shuffle for the first time as well. Wasn't he was tapping his loafers. Was he? Was, was oh, he was tapping. Uh, anyway, you've had quite the weekend oh, from loafers to flares, and it wasn't on your legs. You were yeah. holding one outside the yeah. studio the other night. We got you with the ultra look. You had the scarf around the face. The flare may or may not have been photoshopped shoddily by producer Callum. I'll <laughs> leave that up to you. Mark Wilson thought it was real, uh, so that's good enough for me. But all because you were delighted We were sending you back to a game Who cares if it was minus five You were off to see the Bankies And what an experience you got Do you know what I did? I came down here to Clyde I got myself a cup of coffee And I thought I'll walk along to the game Because I lived here for 45 years And my first ever job after leaving school Was on this very street And I walked through all the old Clyde Bank haunts And there's a new Clyde Bank rising up out of the ground here But I walked through and all the memories were there So by the time I got to the ground I was full of Clyde Bank memories With tear rolling down your cheek It was great It was an absolutely Mm. wonderful day from start Mm. to finish See Andy that sounds good But have you spotted the key detail there? He came here to get a coffee So he didn't need to buy one <laughs> on his way Ah, I missed that one So you actually. can forget all the nostalgia no rubbish in your haunt. He no, just no. came in here for a free scoop of next cafe First thing the bankies did for me Was take me upstairs and get me another cup of coffee And it was just a beautiful day yeah, Practically the mayor of this town Ollie is a Clyde Bank fan from Clyde Bank How incredible was that? You must be looking forward to the draw this evening Ollie Oh, can't wait, can't wait It was a fantastic day The last few games, in fact uh, The the Bankies have been uh, playing playing their way through to uh, some fantastic results um, I mean, it's a testament to the work of the, the Bankies Trust And all, all the fans that have kind of chipped in and become owners And uh, the hard work that the, the board do in the background to, uh, to have us competing at that level You know, it was just, uh, it was a great a great result and um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not being disrespectful to Clyde, but I don't think they were at the races. And they, uh, after after the first twenty thirty minutes, the mm. bank is just kind of started pouring forward, and it was one way traffic, and yeah. it was two going on five. It seemed comfortable, you you yeah. were there. It was comfortable. Um, I don't wish to add to Clyde's misery, but they they contributed nothing. Uh, in a, a forward going sense And uh, the Bankies were never under any trouble But Ollie that's why I would like to see them You spoke about the trust And the people who have worked to to bring a club Just Up from nothing Touch on that side of it a bit more We You yeah. helped us We got Gordon Moffat on live Straight after the full time whistle And he was saying you know there, there were tears He's looking up at people that run the club yeah. And they're in tears That That's what football can do for you I suppose Yeah You know I, I met people who are so involved in the club uh, and the the, the chairperson uh, because she's a lady um, you know it, it was just wonderful to be in their company uh, and that's why I want them to get a big draw a, a, a Celtic away or Rangers away or Hearts away uh, something that would get them money so that no one has to, to worry about money for some time to come You know Because they've worked so hard To just bring a club Back to life The club Went out of business And has been There was an empty year Where there, were, there was no Clyde Bank And now they're back And 
I said to Fraser Wishart at the end of the game on Saturday, you know, this is the biggest result I can remember for Clyde Bank for 30 years. Um, back to the days when they were at Cobowie Park and, you know, a, a thriving club. And it was just great. And I hope tonight they get their reward. And I mean, in every way, a glamour tie with good cash. Would you welcome Hearts to uh, welcome Clyde Bank to Tynecastle? Would you fancy a trip to Home Park? No, I'd take them at Tynecastle right enough. But that's the thing, I don't think many people want to go and face these junior type, uh, teams because they know how hard that is. And to be honest. Someone pulled you up earlier on the fact that they're not technically junior teams anymore. It's apologies. a force of habit, but yeah, apologies. go on. Apologies. But I. Uh, that being said, I don't think there's a large gap between our lower SP, uh, uh, SPFL sides. And Clearly not when you look at the results exactly. now. And, uh, but like, like you said, 30-40 year ago, the likes of Clyde Bank being in the, the fourth round of the Scottish Cup was almost a formality, but they've went through obviously a, a turbulent time since then. They've they brought players through like my little brother, as you know. But, <laughs> right, uh, he played there a few years ago. I, I Did they get say, good after he left? Have they started I think climbing so. now, since now then? Nielsen are doing okay, right, yeah. Okay. But... Um, yeah, I wasn't too surprised to to, to see uh, Claybank win that game. To be honest, and when I seen there was a score and a goal, I wasn't surprised to see it was mm. club legend Nicky Little, the one that scored the well, goal for them as well. One hundred nine goals for Claybank uh, for Nicky Little, uh, but see, for me, just a wonderful reminder of the past. And then when I got up to the the room, we were having coffee and drinks and what have you. Uh, and Grace, who is the the chairperson. Dripping in tears she was So Ollie Definitely a glamour tie then Is that the hope You're not Going down that route of Oh go on then Give us Banks a D At home park And, <laughs> and maybe we can win that one And, and get through to You know even a, a further stage Is it Is this the Is this the The point where you cash it all in And try and get the glamour tie No No I think we could maybe get A kind of A, a mid A mid sized team like okay. Hearts And take them to home park <laughs> And hear them doing <laughs> Ah quite right <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I just I, I reiterate again the, the hard work, uh, but but the skill. I mean, you, you talked about Nicky, but uh, Darvel at, at set pieces. He, he's a he's a threat as well. When he scored the first goal, um, it's usually with a heat, but he was he was in thereabouts. And uh, I think if uh, the Bankies can get in the front foot and whatever tie they're up against, they're in with a chance. You know, obviously it's it's it's, always, uh, it's going to be a challenge if we do get a, a big team, yeah. but. That's that's what it's all about, you know. And uh, it is, and I, I love that, Hugh. I love the fact that the well, it's called the romance of the cup. I'll yeah. just use that phrase. I was going to steer clear of the, the cliche, but it still exists. We still love the Scottish Cup. It still produces magic moments. You look at other countries who really don't care about their cup yeah. competitions. This weekend alone, mentions to Auchinleck Talbot knocking out Championship opposition and Hamilton Ackies. I've said it before. It maybe because the. Geographically this one doesn't have the same resonance here Banks of D beating East Fife is, yeah. is massive They play in the North Super League East Fife are in League 1 And tonight Darvel uh, might do it as well Up against Brecon And then we'll find out who plays who going forward We get wrapped up in our own wee world um, We we talk of Celtic and Rangers And the Champions League and Europa League And we talk of Hearts going to Celtic on Wednesday And the, uh, Thursday rather than the, There'll probably be 60,000 people there And Hibs versus Rangers at Easter Road Will just be classic entertainment But it was back to what you remembered uh, People there who just loved their football team uh, There are no daft songs There were collections for food banks uh, it Just mm. I, I know that Celtic and Rangers do this thing as well But just the whole atmosphere on the day and you know the the thrill 
the, the noise when the second goal went in The noise when Nicky Little scored And you knew At 2 nothing, you knew There was no mm. comeback from Clyde uh, And it, the whole thing was just as you yeah. said Romantic It was a romantic yeah. reunion Yeah, It was great I think you taking your top off And running on the pitch Was too far for well, me I don't think you had to go down that route But listen well, We'll deal with that a bit later on Thank you to Ollie On the lines I've caused a bit of a, a, a Stushy on Twitter um, SFM David Hanna Scotty Saying whoa, 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 I thought Rangers won away at the weekend Did I say Saturday? I meant to say Saturday In the question Which top flight Who was the only top flight team That won away? I think you did To be honest Well I'll be, if I didn't, I'm very sorry. The question was the only Scottish top flight side uh, who won away on Saturday. No, I, th- I think uh, I did. Oh, good. I like Ross Cochran's got my back. He said to someone else, You're a diddy. He said, Who won away on Saturday? Rangers played on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. <sighs> anyway, my apologies. Right. Um, let's bring in William, who is a Rangers fan. What did you make of the game on Sunday, William? Yeah, hello, Gordon, Hugh, and Andy. Oh. I've, got a, I've got a couple of points. Uh, well, mainly one point, but it's about Wednesday. It, it's, Sunday I was very happy, but Wednesday, right? I just want to get Andy and Hughes' views on this, right? You were talking about tactical tweaks. I think for this game, Hibbs' biggest danger, right, is undoubtedly Boyle, right? Get the boy Patterson on him. Because I think he can run past Avernia. I don't think he'll run past this boy. This boy is lightning. Boyle's lightning, Patterson's lightning. If you're going to make a tactical tweak, get Patterson on him. And that will nullify. I'm happy with Bassey in centre defence because he's got pace. Maybe not the greatest header of the ball, but he's got pace. I just think you nullify Hibbs' threat on Wednesday, which is Boyle, way Patterson. I think it'll be sorted. Uh, Andy, this n- it never goes away. I th- I've just got visions of the year being 2034, and we're still arguing who, who should play between Nathan Patterson and yeah. uh, James Tavernier, <clears throat> who's about to collect his pension. Um, what do you make of William's suggestion? I think the, the sort of debates will continue Because we know how good Nathan Patterson is He's 20 year old now So he's not a young boy Who will be trying to break into the team And get as much experience as possible But I mean William going off the, the semi-final Martin Boyle played up front So I mean your, your second point about Bassey Being the one up against him With a bit more athleticism than, than Leon, Leon Balgan that, that might be the answer you're looking for But other than that I've got to say I fully expect James Tavernier to be in the team sheet again uh, came under criticism uh, post Hibs quite rightly so for a number of players but I thought he answered the bell really well against Sparta and again with, with another two assists at Livingston I do think Andy it's an ongoing dilemma for Rangers though you cannot have the situation whereby Nathan Patterson who's now 20 years old and is a up and coming player not only in terms of club football but at international level Steve Clark has a high regard for him to be How, fair though a, a real dilemma Is when you don't Have any good player To play a position James Tavernier has 10 assists this season yeah. 10 from right back Why is it still Questioned so much You, you I, know how You know how I feel About the national no. team I'll be delighted If Nathan Patterson Plays and flourishes And leads us to Glory at Qatar But 10 assists For your right yeah, back Yeah yeah I, I am not questioning Tavernier Tavernier is the captain but That's what I mean Is it that much of a dilemma? It's a dilemma in terms of The progress of Nathan Patterson's yeah, for him. career Yeah That's where the dilemma lies If Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Is unable to formulate a system Whereby Tavernier and Patterson play Then Patterson for his own sake Must Go somewhere else Well I think that's the interesting turn Since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst came in the door mm. Because he's made, he made two, he's made two sub-appearances Now both been further forward In the sort of right wing slot But 
I, I mean, you can read into it too much, but is that because Rangers are ahead in the game? He wants to be a little bit more solid because I think Sparta Prague um, towards the, the start of the second half had a little bit of joy down the uh, Rangers' right-hand side, so maybe did they bring Nathan Patterson on to, to shore it up a little bit? So it'll be interesting to see if there's games down the line when Rangers are 1-0, 1-0 down, 1-0 down, one each, they try to chase a goal. Will Nathan Patterson be the one to come on? That sounds and, uh, to me like you're not convinced that would be the case. Well, I don't think he's a right winger, mm. but... I'm a firm believer if you're a football player you've got athleticism you've got a football brain I do feel you can play a number of positions so it's not to say I don't think Nathan Patterson can play right wing I just don't think he's, it's his best position I get it on the defensive side William you've you've made your case if Rangers are trying to, to win a game create chances score goals would it be wise to drop the right back that's got 10 assists this season? Sorry God the, the, the panel would get me completely wrong right I'm no say Tavernia he has to play most games Andy and Hugh are picking me up right? I'm just saying You're talking about tactical tweets I'm just talking about for certain games Hibbs biggest weapon is pace You need to put You see when the Celtic game in January 2nd Yota is undoubtedly Celtic's best player at the moment right? Fast, lightning And he plays down the left I believe Get Patterson on him he'll, he'll run, He's running past me full backs right? Get Patterson on him He'll no run past that boy You might have to be chasing Patterson all game that Yota right? These Celtic's best player by a country mile Get Patterson on him in that game. I'm not saying to that to Vernier. Definitely no. He's Rangers captain. He's a sister's boat. He's a picking up man. I just mean for certain games. That's what I mean, Gordon. Okay. But I wonder how the captain feels about sitting out all these big games. Uh, anyway, we'll leave it there because we're running a bit short on time. Sorry, Andy. 01419511025. Twitter at Clyde SSB. And the full time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One's Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans are here We're going to speak to Matthew who's a Celtic fan From Erskine in just a second Let me round, uh, start off I should say Tonight's teaser Which has been sent in by Billy Thank you to Billy for taking the time And if you want to be like Billy and send a question The address you need is fulltime At Clyde1.com You provide the questions The pundits try and fail To provide the answers That's the way it works So we'll give these guys half an hour Between now and the end of the show to come up with this Billy says Topical Van Bronckhurst was one of eight new players Rangers signed At the start of the 98-99 season Dick Advocat's first as a manager Who were the other seven? So Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was one of eight new players Rangers signed for the start of 98-99 Dick Advocat's first Who were the other seven? I think Andy you might scoosh this t- Hugh I'll take a guess from you Arthur Newman Yes, yes. Andy one from you Kachelskis Yes okay we'll leave it there Gordon DL's favourite opposition player, Andre Kinchelskis. Uh, Kinchelskis and Newman, so that's. What did I say? How many did I say to Eight. begin with? Uh, yeah, only looking for seven, actually. The other seven, so you've got two down, five to go. Um, let's hear a bit from Matthew, who's on the line. Matthew, take it away. What did you make of Celtic's performance yesterday? What stood out? Do you know what? It wasn't a, it wasn't a very pretty performance. It's definitely not the best football we've played, but I thought just. See the Celtic squad depth Everyone's talking about We've not getting such squad depth See players like McCarthy See when they come on And put up on a performance I thought he was fantastic yesterday I mean he plays a wee bit Like a rugby player He's always passing the ball backwards But see these nice wee through ball to a badder That was what changed the game for us And he's done it again Against Race Rovers as well So I think see, Maybe games like Hearts Aberdeen Even Rangers See even players like him come on They just know how to get The three points Do you know what I mean So I think maybe games like Aberdeen and Hearts I'd play him over uh, Fit Roderick and just to let Cal McGregor set up a wee bit He certainly had a telling contribution on the goal Hugh what, did, 
Does Matthew's opinion of McCarthy overall match yours? Um, he had an adequate afternoon uh, Without being outstanding I don't think Matthew's point about um, Having James McCarthy at the expense of Tom or Tommy Rogic uh, Would be a view held by the majority of Celtic fans He's still finding his way, James McCarthy uh, And I have no doubt it's a contribution to make But when it comes to Hearts on Wednesday if uh, Rogic is fit I, I suspect that Rogic would play Rather than McCarthy Get the thinking though Andy For some people It seems like a more pragmatic choice And if, if it's not So-called easier opposition Can you put one more in With a bit more solidity I mean on paper It should be James McCarthy That's kind of what yeah. he was Brought here for Yeah I think he's done that Throughout his career He's he's, he's been more a natural Holding midfielder Since he's time down in England and, and one thing he has He's been full of athleticism I remember the banner You remember the banner Was it good as in part uh, I think water covers 60% mm. of the world And James McCarthy Covers the rest Because that's <laughs> the type Of player he was So yeah I, I think there could Certainly be types of games That he'll come and be suited But the thing is He needs games That is one thing I will say He's not played a lot of football mm. Over the last couple of years I think his appearances For Celtic have still been Sort of limited Getting yeah. back to full fitness I think that was so, a second league start Did yeah. I say um, mm, yeah. Something like that um, Matthew Do you I, I know you've said It's your wish In the eyes of the manager though Do you think he's ahead of a a Tom Rogic to play a game like that Or even a near Beaton Given that he did quite well in that role In Leverkusen before going off oh, Beaton had the absolute performance of his life I, I really like him in the centre mid role But I'm just saying See, just with injuries Like hindering Celtic I just think players like McCarthy like They're all, they're kind of slept on I mean, all I'm seeing on Twitter and stuff Is just Celtic need more squad depth More squad depth But yeah, we definitely need a left back and stuff But I just thought He was pretty good But yeah, Rogic. I think with Andrew's like attacking mentality, it would obviously favour a Rogic over a McCarthy or something. But do you know what I mean? You don't play all that time in the Premier League if you're useless. Do you know what I mean? Like he's been made out to be. Yeah. I mean, what about the the other side of it? The the rest of them that you mentioned. I know Jackie Marcus is injured, but there's still a feeling at the moment that you can't really take Kyogo off. Um, I feel like Celtic fans There's a real split Amongst Mikey Johnson Every t- you know, every couple of weeks He'll maybe do something And people say He's a great prospect Now that he's free from injury Then the other night There's lots of complaints That oh, he's nowhere near Good enough to come on And replace Jota What about the depth Elsewhere? Uh, uh, Mikey Johnson Doesn't cut it for me For Celtic just now I think maybe Maybe needs game time um, Maybe in our club But obviously He's not got the depth To do that But just Every time he takes Jota off It looks a bit flat yeah, I think I think the front three from each Celtic would need to be Jota, Kyogo and Forrest. I think Abada is very, very good. He's good at what he does, but like Forrest is just he's got that experience about him. I mean, see when you see him at the weekend, he's driving to the edge of the box, he's always wanting to go forward. Abada I just feel like he sits really wide and he just doesn't get involved in the play as much as maybe like a Forrest or something. But yeah, we definitely do. We've got some work to do in January. But um I'm I'm really impressed with what Andrew's done since he came here. I mean, to be fair, that that shouldn't be a surprise. It's not a huge criticism. It's a Celtic of victims of circumstance. We can go over mm-hmm. all ground all we want about the running of the club and and players leaving and management and heads of recruitment and all that stuff. But I think everybody knows the list that left last season: big players, influential players, yeah. and then even the squad fillers who left. So just on a pure numbers game. Celtic were never going to have depth at this point in Ange Postacoglu's reign. No. It would have been impossible almost. That's a chance. And that's why January is very important. Um, I feel for Abada because he's roughly the same age as Yota. Uh, they're both coming into a different environment, different language, different culture. 
Yota has taken to it like a duck to water. Uh, Abada has good days and bad days. He's definitely not got Yota's consistency. So, you know, it might do no harm to get James Forrest in there uh, for a while uh, and, and use Abada sparingly. But you're right that, that there are so many factors at play here. Uh, Julian will come back uh, But Julian's been out for a year It's going to take him a long, long time To get back up to speed That's why there's a need for uh, Recruitment at the back for Celtic In the January window uh, And all in all Ange Postecoglou has done a terrific job But Celtic are not yet the finished article uh, Thank you Matthew Here's what the manager had to say On James McCarthy getting 90 minutes and using that squad going forward in a busy period? Yeah, James did well. I mean, it's his first 90 minutes and um, he's he's obviously had disrupted sort of preparation. So really pleased that he can get 90 minutes out under his belt. And, you know, now, you know, it gives us a little bit more depth in there. Tommy should be back, Rogic for Thursday, uh, Nero should be fit. So, as you've already said, we've got a lot of games coming up and it's good that we're getting some depth in, in the midfield area in particular where we've been a bit short. I'm sure he'll feel better after today. And, and as I said, we're going to need him. We're going to need all the lads because um, we've still got 10 games to go between now and, and the break, you know, including a cup final. So, um, And every game's important. Uh, it's not like you can sort of just chop and change here and there. So um, we're going to need everybody on board. So it looks like Beaton and Rogic, fine for, for midweek. So that that's a real boost, boost, things. boost for uh, Celtic. We're all in a position here Andy's the same at Hearts Because Hearts were second uh, When Celtic kicked off yesterday uh, And Celtic are now above Hearts So Hearts will go to Celtic Park Thinking there's a big advantage to be had here If we beat Celtic and go above them in the league Big psychological advantage Whether you're Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Hibs Every game now has got something to it And when you hear Ange Postacoglu say that Celtic have 10 games between now and the break I mean you know there's a one heck of a schedule On hearts then Andy go on I've given you a bit of time to calm <coughs> yourself down after that three points that you got at the weekend it does keep you in third you're only two points behind Celtic have played the game more and two points above nearest rivals done the United how pleasing was it to get back to winning ways? Yeah, it was really important, like Hugh says. I think I always feel as if every game, every game, every month's important. Yeah. But I always feel December's a real crucial period in the in the football calendar because I always think within positions that's where sometimes you see a bit of a separation and no more so than this week. Because you look at the fixtures, it's the top six all playing against each other and the bottom six all playing against each other. So massive games. But for us, going into a real crucial period uh, fixture wise, I think Saturday was a massive win. Like I said, I don't think we played all that well in the first half. Uh, had a goalkeeper to thank to. To go in at half time now, now, but regrouped at half time and, and we were a little bit in the second half and could have scored more than we actually did, to be honest. Is he ever going to have a bad game this season for club or country? <laughs> Again, you, you look at the likes of uh, a Craig Gordon at his age and you think, when's he going to slow down? When's he, when's he going to you know, start to slow down and not keep up this mm. form that he has since the start of the season? But I think the sign of a, a top goalkeeper is always you look at the end of the season, you, you realise how many points he actually won us. And I think a, a huge part there. Good start to the season Certainly be down to him There was 
There was one eye catch and save Was there at the weekend One particularly good one I'm struggling to remember exactly uh, Well the one I think quite How good was the one at Fir Park last week I feel like ah, that maybe got overshadowed Because there was yeah. a lot of disappointment about Hearts Incredible And do you know it's a funny thing I, I actually said to him in training What about that save And he went Ah that, was, that wasn't that good oh, It was just more reaction on. based And I was like come on That was that was something else But I think a lot of people talked about the one From, from Jamie McGrath at the weekend But I thought it was the one at the corner That was a, a real crucial save for me Because I always think it's four yards out It's it's real reaction based save And mm. he managed to stick a leg out And it was a, a crucial save I think every team At any level of football Accepts And you have to win sometimes And not be at your best Is there something Quite satisfying about that as well I'm sure you want performance levels But to know that You can still get three points Yeah because to be honest I can I can think of a number of games This season that we've dropped points But we've played really really well So I think it was about time That we, we flipped the switch mm. on that And like I said I do think we we improved dramatically in the second half uh, and, and really really got to grips with the game and created numerous chances but I've said it numerous times it doesn't matter what team it is I think it's always a good sign you can win when you're not playing well uh, Let's check in on this teaser and a reminder again please if you want to submit a question the address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com Billy wants to know if you can name the seven players who as well as Giovanni van Bronckhurst were signed at the start of Dick Advocate's first season 98-99 You've given me Kinchelskis and Newman. I'll take another guess, Hugh. Amaruso. No, I'll take another guess, Andy. I'm definitely saying this guy first because I don't want him abusing me. So we'll go with Big Braveheart, Colin Braveheart, Henry. Braveheart, Colin Henry, yes. Uh, he is on the list, okay? We'll leave it there. Let me give you another uh, reminder of this, if you don't mind. Cash for Kids, Mission Christmas. This is worth reading five times a show because it's such a good prize for you and not only can you win the prize, you're making a difference to children on our doorstep who need it the most. It is the ultimate win-win thanks to Arnold Clark. We're giving away a brand new car. Seriously, a 71-plate mini-electric in midnight black. Hugh Keevans was quizzing me at the last break as to what midnight black was exactly it's just black to you that'll be fine but it looks fantastic and now I think is obviously the time to make the switch to electric vehicles after COP26 there are over 2,500 charging points across Scotland so let's get this straight you're making a difference to the lives of children in Glasgow in the West you're winning yourself a car and you're making a positive impact on the environment that's win 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 uh, so the, for the chance to do just that text MINI to 84901 that's MINI to 84901 the text costs one standard network rate message plus a voluntary £5 donation now that goes to help Battle holiday hunger It makes a difference to children This Christmas day With that £5 donation The entries close at 6pm On Saturday the 4th of December For the full terms and conditions Head to Clyde1.com And just a reminder That's mini to 84901 Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard into the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If you've been listening all night, I we've just had confirmation that I have indeed ruined part of Andy Halliday's girlfriend's Christmas present. I've, yeah. I've, I'm going to thanks very much for that. That's going to keep me awake all night. I hate stuff. Like that. I genuinely <laughs> feel bad about that. I'm no, not going to stop thinking that, about that. Honestly, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to pick up the phone at Clyde SSB on Twitter. I'll take one more guess each on this teaser, and I'll keep the reminders going full time at. Clyde1.com Send your questions in And listen to the pundits struggle They're not struggling tonight though Billy uh, Who sent the question Wanting to know if you can name The seven other players Who along with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Were signed at the start Of the 98-99 season Dick Advocates first As manager You gave me Kinchelskis Newman And their old pal Braveheart Colin Henry Hugh did you get any during the break? Uh, 
Stephen Kloss? No. Andy? A different goalie. Lionel Charbonnier. Charbonnier is on there. That's a sh- you love French pronunciation, so I'm surprised oh, yeah. you didn't give me that one. But okay. Uh, right, we'll get the rest between now and the end of the show. What else have we not done from the weekend? We've given hearts. Uh, they are due since Andy Haldy's in the studio. It felt like the obvious place to start there. We've touched on the cup uh, scalps as well. Result of the weekend in the league well, it was, it was mm. Dundee's, wasn't it? Yeah, but they're still second bottom. Uh, the the bottom six is you know the, they're separated by six points. You can only move up so far with one win, though. It's still a great win. But I just think the bottom six is becoming intriguing. Uh, Aberdeen are there. They've lost the same number of games as Dundee. They're only two points above Dundee. St Johnston, who were last season's surprise package, slipping down a wee bit. Um, so it's going to get very interesting bottom half. It's a great win, Andy, and this is why there's a wacky unpredictability about the sort of well mid to bottom section of the league. When Dundee lost five nil at home to Ross County, can you imagine them going and beating a Motherwell side three nil, who've come off the back of beating Aberdeen and Hearts? Quite yeah. convincingly in previous weeks. Yeah, and that's why I feel as if you know outside the, the old firm. I mean, even in some cases with the old firm, that I think the the, the top flight's very competitive this year. And, you know, James McPay said it was the best performance in some time, and, and you can see why because Motherwell. Uh, you'd almost argue that Motherwell's been sort of the surprise package this year. They were, you know, competing at fourth place currently with Dundee United, like like, like we touched on now. But a very good performance against Hearts last week in in three points, but then Dundee they brought a brought a much needed performance out after that. That disappointing result against Ross County and, and Hugh touched on it Six points between uh, The bottom six But that's with the bottom four All having a game in hand Yeah So there's uh, plenty of scope In the, these midweek fixtures That are coming up Let's hear from Graham Alexander on it I think we've had these Warning signs before So we can't say It's you know Just come out of the blue It's 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 not the first time It's occurred So there's certainly a time For, for learning lessons and Harsh lessons In football As there is in life But then there's a time when Well how many lessons Do you need that, that's the that's the reality of it, and um, I think on Saturday it was um, it was a lesson for us. But it's, I, I feel it's one lesson too far, to be honest, because I think we've we've had these lessons previous, and um, for me um, we have to have a discipline in our minds about what um, the game is going to be about, and I, th- I think we should make the choice of setting our own standards um, for ourselves rather than. Whichever opponent we're playing One lesson too far Says Graham Alexander James McPake I guess happy with the result But still uh, Had some cause for frustration Close to perfect There's still things We, we would like to, to be better at And and I just wish if Officials could get called right What calls in particular? Danny Mullins goal What, what do you think you got wrong? That wind up The one on his own side That he puts in the net That would have made it 1-0 Just wish referees could Because First goals in games Are massively important And we work on things like that and Danny does great and Danny's fighting with two international strikers to, to stay in a team and he scored a perfectly good goal that, that an official's got awfully wrong. That's why I'm a bit annoyed mm-hmm. um, because he deserved more than what he got and he's annoyed at himself for not scoring the header. Um, the one offside is a, is a wonder save for, for Kelly who's a very good goalkeeper I must say but when we make mistakes as managers uh, we get hung out to dry so to speak and rightly so because it's I've made plenty and, but that's as clear a goal as you'll see and I've just seen it so I'll confidently say I'm for here to George on side 3-0 oh, was bad enough 
Yeah Cut some slack He's made it sound like You should have gone down Six or seven now I've been on the end of that one A few times Is that a wind up? <laughs> <laughs> you put your notebook And pen away at that point uh, But uh, That's a man who's committed uh, They've had an up and down season Dundee uh, They've got Rangers At Ibrooks On Saturday uh, You know And they are second bottom There's just no way of predicting The way it will go for Dundee uh, and I think we have to because he's he's that type of guy, you know. He's he's Mister Soundbite. It will be one of the the phrases of the season, one of the soundbites of the season. Let's hear from. And sometimes, you know, before I say sentences, I think is this really happening? Is this Scottish football? Uh, let's hear from David Martindale on snowballs. When the snowballs thrown by the dough balls or the game, I don't understand. I'm maybe see the frustration if your team's getting beat maybe and there's a bit of frustration me. I don't understand that still but I could see it but when your team's winning 2-1 you hold up the second half I don't understand it I really don't understand it like I just think it's a little bit of a blight in Scottish football it's on telly it's on national telly like come <laughs> on screw the nut screw the nut a wee bit and I know I know the majority of Rangers fans I know the majority of Rangers fans weren't throwing snowballs so it just it doesn't look good for anybody, does it? it doesn't look good for the Rangers. It doesn't look good for Livingston. It doesn't look good for Scottish football. See, I, I don't know how much analysis we can give this. Luckily, the show's about to end. Uh, I I vote for David Martindale. <laughs> I agree with every word he said there. Did you like it when he walked on the pitch and he sort of pleading with the Rangers fans? What are you up to? Giving it the kind of calm down gesture. Brilliant. He's lucky he was inside because I think the actual snowball fight lasted the full 15 minutes of half time as well. But yeah, I mean, it, you were th- expecting when the, mm. the second half was about to start, it would all calm down. But I think it was, it, was it eight minutes, is that right? I saw yeah. something like I wasn't counting. I saw eight something. Minutes was, was it? Yeah. I could think of uh, former Rangers managers that I have known in my time in this game who would have been over there. And it would never have lasted eight minutes, let me tell you. If uh, the Jock Wallaces of this world or the John Greggs of this world uh, had their way. I remember playing in a Blackpool Burnley game, uh, 2014, 2013 that would have been. And the game was delayed by, by tennis balls and on the amount of tennis like balls that hit the back of my head was incredible. Yeah. Did you actually oh, get I was getting rattled with these things. <laughs> but, and, uh, I'd have loved it if my manager came on to back me up, but it never happened. What was that in aid of? I think it was a protest against the, the owners at the time I think protests about the owners lasted months and years if anything But uh, yeah, that, yeah that, got, that that held the, the, the oysters. half up was quite, yeah, That's, the exa- that's exactly yeah. the name Yeah there we go Well who knew that throwing tennis balls was such Could common catch on. Very common uh, Right I think we will pretty much leave it there uh, On the teaser let's round it off We're looking for another couple of the seven other players Apart from Giovanni van Bronckhurst who were signed at the start of Dick Advocat's first season, 98-99. You've given me Charbonnier, Hendry, Kinchelskis, Newman, three to get. Go on, Andy. Rod Wallace. Yes. Gabriel Amato. This is this is impressive. I don't think you've missed well, a I beat on this. I don't have... I, I'm oh, not sure about the next one, one no? because I, we were debating at the break, weren't we, that I think Neil McCann was January... I'm 99.9% sure that Neil McCann was January. Uh, it's not Neil McCann. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't think who this is. Really? One is. Okay. Hear you all out. Um, I'm trying to think of a, another Dutch player. Any other Dutch players? Michael Moses here after. He's not Dutch. So the He's summer of '98. The reason you can't remember is not one. He was. He was January as well. I think well. the reason you can't remember him. Did he ever play? Oh, and he signed him from Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. You know what you? Nah. Daniel Prodan put him out his misery. Uh, Daniel Daniel Prodan, well done. Big week coming up. I don't know. 
in this environment, Hugh, we can only wish Andy Haldy a level of luck. The phone lines will blow up with ten seconds. <laughs> we can We hope that he has a a perfectly acceptable evening, and we'll just leave it at that. Listen, the, the two magnificent matches: Hibs against Rangers Wednesday, mm. Celtic against Hearts. Magnificent matches. The potential for. Great excitement in football Motherwell Dundee United Tomorrow Don't you dare overlook that Dundee St Johnston Aberdeen Livy St Mirren Ross County And Hibs Rangers On Wednesday As Hugh says Celtic Hearts On Thursday Scottish football The place to be as always We're back tomorrow At 6 And Callum's up next